0: Thank you. year, the epic continues. This is
1: Review podcast you must be brad i am Mm -hmm. and you as always are andrew i am and that must mean that you are listening to the uh podcast that critics are saying uh there's been no hanky panky as far as i know nope Mm. and we're about
2: just about to take over the the csi podcast yes yeah
1: we're we're about to meet him and subsequently beat him yes take that
2: yeah it's- all you guys that participated in that are still listening to this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah all-, <laughs> all you all y'all <laughs> no specifically just you yeah yeah i was on an episode yeah <laughs> all right so yeah as soon as we're um done with this numbers wise i, I got matt beat yeah that's right <laughs> and hours wise infinitely ahead of him. <laughs> way ahead yes so. and and you are untouchable <laughs> yeah right for hours yeah. logged on the in the pod scene yes yeah, so we're content um, guys
2: <laughs> yeah i got a I got some kind of uh narcissistic or sadomasochistic need for i don't know talking and uh I don't know. Hear myself talk. Anyways, yeah, that's not yeah. what we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or actually, is it? Or isn't I it? don't know. I don't know. We just want not matter. Is, anyways. Is
1: the destination the journey? I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Journey to the maybe. West? Tough to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, I
2: agree. So anyways, uh, how's things? Good? Bad? Things,
1: Ugly? Uh, uh, yeah, we're on all cylinders tonight. Everything right. is, is Lovely. Uh everything is good. Um right now just uh cracking open a brew. Talking to my boy Brad.
2: Yeah. Let's talk
1: about that brew. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. So uh I talked about it last week, I believe. Very psyched about this um craft beer place that opened up right by my work. Uh craft beer cellar for uh for all you uh New Orleanians that are listening. So me uh, in case i haven't heard about it uh i've been in there i think 3 times now i was in there yesterday uh to grab a beer for my walk home and uh which is the good and bad thing about it being right there yeah <laughs> <A> little <laughs> little so something to you're bridge not going the gap to run. yeah beer run maybe yes get home like i need a few more of those um so, anyways, I got a beer there yesterday, uh, and I was not too thrilled about it, um, but I was, thinking, I was thinking I would use that as my pod beer and then just go with, because I also bought a four-pack of something I reviewed on here before. And okay. uh, then I thought, no, no, that's not right. That's not right. So, okay. I, I took the eight-minute walk today to pick up a beer that I am... I I've never heard of this place before. Stillwater Artisanal. Um I'm drinking a Wavy Imperial or uh Double IPA. This is batch number 5 of Wavy. I guess this is a beer that they just do um they do runs of and and each one's a little different. So this one uh is 8% ABV uh and it's got citra simcoe and nelson hops um so it's got it's it's hopped up it's got a nice um got a nice hoppy bite to it and a nice uh at the back end but it starts with this really good uh fruity um citrusy almost i want to say pineapple-y mm-hmm. um good it's good uh i'm trying to f- 70 ibus so okay no no slouch um but yeah you really get the uh the hoppy finish to it which is something i um looking back on the stuff i've been check- checking in lately i've missed it I'm, gl- yeah. I'm glad it's back in my life um it looks very pretty too
2: yeah well your um your the picture you took like it looks like it. You took it in a like a modern art museum, like yeah, all white, <laughs> stark around it, just a off white or beige or something, mm-hmm. and just the can with
1: the simple couplers and yeah, the, yeah. it's it looks like art. Ah, I it tastes like art. I gave it a four two five. I think it's a nice, fantastic. Um, so Stillwater Artisanal Ales. Uh, I had never heard of them before, but they are out of Maryland. Oh, so maybe you might be able to find some of those out yeah, there. I'm actually um, heading down to Maryland town. Nice. Uh
2: on Friday. Actually, <sighs> I think go. more Virginia-ish, but the DMV Maryland. still. Yeah. Yeah, the DMV.
1: Yeah. There you go. Uh so um their <laughs> their website not easy to well, easy to find, but it it just uh it has a dash in there, so it's Stillwater Artisanal dot com, and uh, if it sounds like I keep saying that word differently, it's because I am. I can't. That's, really, I kept can't really decide.
2: I've <laughs> been like really wanting to correct you,
1: but
0: I, I'm my
1: tongue. Uh, I what it like. I've heard it artisanal. Artisanal, artisanal. sounds yes. right. Um, I people I've heard people say the word not. I don't see that word a lot, but I see artisan a lot. Or maybe art is anal? Uh, yeah, I would think it'd be the other way around. Art is anal. Anal is art. Um, yes. What kind of a podcast is this? Um, again, just imagine people hearing things out of context. Art is anal. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, sure. Maybe these it's g- the other way around. These guys are normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, I I do. I think I say it. The thing that I always hear though that drives me insane is is when people use the word artesian. No. So yeah. At least I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. Thank Christ. But it is it is one of those. We served something at work a while ago that first off was in no way artisanal, uh, <laughs> but they would always call it the the artesian sandwich.
3: Like, mm-hmm. How do
1: you not know what an artisan is? How have you not come across that word? But I was in Florida, so yeah. Hey, yeah. I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but fuck those Man. guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> went in Fort Walton? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get some
2: artesian, artesian meats. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Maybe I'll yeah. try to check it out. I'll yeah, try really it good. To I see I, exactly where it's located. at. and uh, microbrewery in Baltimore. Baltimore.
1: Okay. Yeah, Baltimore. Um. So I um I'm gonna be on the lookout for them. Um just because uh like I said, I don't really know. Oh much they got about a beer called on fleek. Okay. Mm move all right. Getting colder. It's a stout. Okay, stout getting warmer
2: Imperial double.
1: Getting that's, that's warmer. Pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye out for them. Um because uh this is great. This uh, being my only offering from them. Uh, you know, four two five right out the gate, uh, and oh, I got a good one. Why can't yeah. I be you? <laughs> All right, I like that a lot better than on fleek. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what are the IBUs on that one? Uh, only seventy, which is okay. You know, well, I guess that that does beg the question: Why can't they IBU? And then they have a shoe gaze, which is a uh, a
2: saison. A farmhouse ale. It would be fun to find some just great ones to it's great names to talk about. But anyways, that's yes. not what yeah, about. yeah, yeah, Um But yeah, Stillwater. Look for it, learn it, cool. love it. How about you? Uh, one not to look for mm-hmm. uh, from one of the uh, local brewery that i'm a big fan of but not a big fan of this beer i was all excited because i found a beer that i hadn't had from them before and it's from victory brewing company which is down in i think downingtown pennsylvania it's it's not too far yeah downingtown uh and it is called uh forefront
0: mm-hmm. the,
2: the number four and front Ooh, uh sure, the number sure. front um it pours a deep golden yellow head is bright woofy, white and puffy aroma flavor are both very tropical kiwi flesh cantaloupe herbal tangy citrus bites lingering ch- biscuit chew with low bitterness what? I have, that, it's, that's 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 just a word salad of bullshit right there i think um it's an ipa 5.5 no ibu to speak of because i can't taste any hops in this and if you can maybe my palate's just wrecked from a lone day of um not drinking, mm. I, I don't know. That doesn't um, for
1: me. <laughs> uh, just
2: uh, I rated a two point two five. I mean it's okay. Actually, I think it's a little high because I'm on my second beer right now, and I'm I don't even really want to finish it. Other than my mouth is kind of dry from talking so much. Mm. Um, the overall rating on this for everyone else is like a three point four six, um, which I don't know where. I, I think we should probably talk about that a little bit more. Maybe as we're you know, talk about these beers because that might be helpful in kind of rating some of these, yeah. um, and get an idea what other people are thinking. Uh, but anyways, it's uh, oh God, I don't, I just don't like it. It just puts a bad. It has a, I don't know. Maybe some of those things I just don't have palate for. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is more. It it tastes more like, hmm, like a heffa or a. Say maybe not a saison but like or maybe just even like a an a, a altered lager or something like that mm-hmm. um yeah it's just not very good don't like it that much so stay away from it sorry victory i love most of your stuff i was gonna get your monkey sour mm-hmm. and i went for the forefront and i wish i would have gone for the monkey sour so anyways yeah. it there
1: happens it happens
2: yeah it does. Um, I'm just looking real quick here. Um, based on, um, why is it slow loading? So your the average for your beer, which I think is is pretty good, is a 4.03. Oh wow. So that's that's pretty good. That's it's pretty consistent for where you're, where you're coming from. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds like a really good beer. And I took your I took your word for it. I just. I was just um checking my sources, you know, as a good
1: journalist that I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean we've got we've got uh information available to us, we might as well. Ma'am. And there is a shit ton of information on Untap, which we're using right now talking yes. about.
2: It. Um whether it's the pictures or the location of the brewery or what it's made of, what the critics think or how they how the, the brewers explain it, mm-hmm. all that stuff can be found and <clears throat> along with the people that are following along with us drinking good beer like your friend tyler who's having a steel bender lager from steel bender Brew Yard. Brewer- mm. um he gave that a point 4.25 5- 2- uh josh did i just say josh no you said no. tyler no no tyler's not your friend tyler's a, no hey, i'd a, like to think he is but well, i don't, I he's don't a know of the show yeah don't know the Yes. Yeah. he's our friend not your friend Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh Josh had a dogfish head. Yes. S- and it in the game. A Syracuse. Syracusa <sighs> uh, Nera. Uh it's a stout a double uh double Imperial, which sounds good. Uh Aubrey Ar- Audra, sorry, not Aubrey. Audra. Uh is having some good stuff. They Josh and Audra have been hit it hard here for the last couple hours. <laughs> so good on you guys. Yeah. Um, uh, JK had a couple, had a beer here recently, just trying to scroll down through some of the people who are drinking. Um, and Josh and Audrey are kind of eating up the whole timeline. But anyways, we're, we're looking at this on a tap. So if you're in on tap, come and follow us along. Um, and all well, Devin had a red horse beer uh, from San Miguel, Miguel brewery. Uh, and yeah, that's I'm trying to get through some of it. But anyways, uh, yeah, check us out on Untapped. Uh, Fredo, we haven't heard from you on Untapped, and anyway, you toast a lot of stuff we do. But uh, what you drinking, man? Are you drying out from the new year? Hmm. Maybe. Oh, um, ooh, near Orangeville had a, a blood orange wheat beer. That sounds odd.
1: Blood orange wheat. Okay, sure.
2: And he took a picture of that with his a medal. He got a a medal for L- Kirk, Kirk Newton Archer's longbow winner of two thousand eighteen. Nice. So look at that, Neil. Good on you. Yeah. Man. And It
1: looks like he got a mug with it as well. Mm, even better.
2: Good for you, Neil.
1: I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm not jealous. <sighs> at
2: all
1: no that's awesome
2: so anyways there you go there's the beers there's a place you can follow us Brewing view pod mm-hmm. um and yeah and we don't say this enough but hit us up on twitter have we had anything from twitter lately i'm not very. uh on not too much um do we just kind of been releasing as stuff as we? yeah go? as far
1: as uh twitter goes when the episodes are live um not so much when we do our usual Thursday morning, um, but I, I do a decent job of um, making sure everyone knows, like when we have the random, like if we record on Thursday night or we record Friday night, um, letting yeah. people know when that. that Late uh, release type thing. Yes, when that one is up. And uh, I made a GIF of the wavy
0: can. Oh, good. Um,
1: yeah, so as, as a teaser for this week's episode. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. These are the things I do with my day off. It's yeah. um, it's a sad life, but someone's got to live it. Yeah. No, I'm proud um, of
2: it. I'm proud of that work. <laughs> One of the things I was thinking of um, earlier, I think mm-hmm. uh, thinking about maybe doing tonight, but it was a little bit too late. Um, listeners, if you would be interested in weighing in with the podcast mm-hmm. as we're doing it, uh, not really as we're doing it, but like, um, like if we released what our top five is of that week. And you guys could kind of check in and tell us what you thought or gave us a little info on your top fives. Um, yeah. and we could kind of do it at the I same like time. We're right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. If, well, how about this? If you think it's a good idea, let us know on, uh, Twitter at Bruin That pod. we mean, we know who's listening, who wants it, who wants it, who want it.
2: And then we'll hit, we'll, we'll send out a tweet before, whenever we figure out what our topic is going to be for the week. And, uh, and then you can weigh in before and we can talk about it as we go and we can kind of discuss it make the episode even longer Mm -hmm. and grow as a community.
1: Mm -hmm. So anyways, uh, beer out of the way.
2: Do you have, or do you have any, uh, anything else on the beer front?
1: Um, not yet on the forefront, probably soon, but not at the moment. Mm hmm. Good deal. Good deal. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk some movies. Heck yes. All right. So, uh, I guess the question really is where to start. It is a good question. Um, let's do uh, let's do Mute first, and
2: then okay. we'll go to Serious Man. Yes. Um, Since Because uh, I think we both watched the Serious Man, but we did not both watch Mute, so I'm going to kind of get that out of the way. Um, mute is a movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Right. Um,
2: it is a movie from this year, um, 2018. I guess we should time mark this. Um, a Netflix original. So whenever they say original, I'm guessing they Netflix bought it. Um, yeah, it, I don't. I don't know if they like did all the production or if it was kind of like a. I who think... knows what it what they do? Yeah, I, mean, I think because like you know how they sell some movies at you know Sundance and stuff. Yes. Yeah, I think
1: it's it's. Um it's really a case by case basis as far as like did they actually buy it or did they put the money up front to produce it right um, yeah next...
2: and I, I have no idea what the what this cost uh there's nothing on imdb about uh really? what it yeah uh but it it seems like it would have had some money into it because it's a um it's a near future um movie mm-hmm. uh, based in near future um I would say in the same vein as like maybe how when maybe not quite as far ahead as like uh Blade Runner 2049. Okay, maybe half that time away. You know, mm-hmm. just in the distant future. <clears throat> but uh anyways, this movie is uh directed by uh Duncan Jones who we talked about a little bit last week with Moon. Yes. And then um this is his not his follow-up to that but it's his follow-up kind of indie film to that because he did warcraft in the midst there Mm -hmm. um he did uh another one in there uh source code uh which was a movie i kind of i really liked um uh and like i said warcraft and also did like we talked about moon we both really liked moon uh last year or from last week uh this stars alexander skarsgård uh, Paul Rudd, Justin Theroux, and that's about it as far as big-time actors go. Um, and no one else really s- stuck out too much as far as doing a really good job. It, I mean, this is the Paul Rudd show, pretty sure. much, and Justin Thoreau is in there, and Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård. So, I don't know how to explain this movie. It's a, it's a hard one to kind of get your head around. Because, okay. <laughs> Like I said, it's it's set in the near future. There's stuff that's familiar, but, but also kind of foreign. Yeah. Um. You know, no flying cars, but there um. There's definitely a lot of a technological upgrade. Uh. It's a mystery. Um. We have a guy. It it plays a lot with um. Plays a lot with um stereotypes, kind of, and um i don't i don't know really this movie is a really hard one to put my finger on um uh, because it was it it was a little all over the place um there was like two main storylines that kind of converge at the end mm. that doesn't make a whole lot of sense um uh, was fine but he as the he's kind of the titular character because right. he is the, he's mute. the mute right um and uh, Paul Rudd is uh, plays way off type, um, with occasional hints to his smart, snarky, funny kind of his person. Self. But is yeah. playing uh, total badass at times. So it's hard to really kind of wrap your head around. You know. Yeah, sure. Um, and he is a little menacing at times, and he is he is uh, sometimes the bad guy. Um, this t- it takes a couple of twists and turns. And you don't know really where it's going or at sometimes why it's going. Uh, it's stylized and okay. Um, but I don't know if I'd really recommend it. I think you would probably crush this movie. I don't <laughs> think you'd really like it. Um, I think there's parts to like about it, but I think yeah. there's a lot of things to get bogged down on. Not saying that you would get bogged down on them, but you know, I know like,
1: you, you there are things idea. out there that
2: I get bogged down on as well and like are kind of unforgivable and you're just like, fuck this movie we're done with it
1: yeah i mean you know my sensibilities pretty well i think right. aside from the occasional just wild cards or nostalgia factors yeah, yeah um nice. this is like one of those another one of those kind of throw
2: it's it's a lot better than like than bright was as far as a netflix if i'm going to compare, compare yeah, netflix yeah. oh, we've might been as doing well, a yeah. lot of netflix original type stuff on this on here um i guess i can kind of look up and see what we've done but um
1: uh, ch- ch- um. uh well i know we did um i believe we did another one with paul rudd um with the kid in the uh, wheelchair oh well, yeah but well, that um, i don't know if it was uh, i, I believe netflix it original. was um was it um i yeah. think so i mean i think that's where we get into the discussion like what makes it a netflix original is it yes, more of a netflix yes, yes. exclusive
2: um, something that gets picked up Yeah, Uh, but a few a few times, stupid gesture was you know a Netflix original. Um,
1: Gesture, yeah. Um, The uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore, which is one that we both no. That's that's one of
2: the ones that hit. Yeah, Uh, but like I said, like bright. um, You know, the movies they're trying to really push. They push for like really hard until they come out, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Or Mm -hmm. fuck, whatever thing about Cloverfield paradox. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know kind of a shit show. Um absolutely. Yeah, this is this is a lot better than that. a lot mm-hmm. better than that. Um the, but also there are it's there's a lot of glaring weaknesses. I gave it a 6. Um uh, okay. Metacritic is like 35 on this, so it's not really trending well with the the critics. Um so I don't know, man. Go to it with caution. If you like Paul Rudd, this really showcases him and does tries to do some other stuff with him, so check that sure. out. Um Yeah,
1: Mm, don't know. Yeah, so there were two trailers I watched this week, and they were both – one was Mute, and I wish I could remember the other, but I think it was another – oh, you know what it was? It was the uh, Netflix original TV series Altered Carbon, and they are both um, carbon (laughs) copies of uh, Blade Runner as far as their setting and backdrop. Okay like I don't know exactly how um it this how felt it translates. Very Blade Runner Yeah, I, I, okay, I don't know. I was going to say I don't know how it translates over the course of 2 hours or 10 episodes, but the trailers are um and uh Altered Carbon even more cuz they have uh something very similar to what they had in Blade Runner 2049 with the the like birthing chambers. It mm-hmm. looks like um but yeah, it's just funny to see uh this movie, which um, is thirty years old now, 30, thirty-one, I guess, uh, and it's still being being picked, uh, picked apart, and aped from. So, yeah, no, it's 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 it, it is a, a credit
2: to that for yeah. sure. Um, one cool thing is that this takes in the same takes place the same universe that Moon takes place in because they're watching oh, no TV, kidding. and and this is kind of a spoiler, but it takes place in the first part. But it really made me smile. On a, um, it, like in the first third of the movie, they're watching, like sitting in a, in a cafe, and the TV's on, and it's it's all the clones are in a courtroom, and they're like yelling at the judge or yelling at each other, <laughs> and and it's and it's uh, Sam Bell, the, the the trial of Sam Bell, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, and that's
1: hilarious. I like, yeah,
2: that. yeah. So it it actually that made me like it a little bit more yeah. too. So I mean, like I said, it's um. It's just, it's very neon y at times and kind of seedy at other times. So it does sure. have that feel of Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, but it, this is a Duncan Jones, like I said, he wrote this and he actually gave it a couple different treatments as far as who he wanted to, where he wanted to place it in time. Like at one point, it was supposed to be like a Tokyo, uh, like present day, like kind of mur- murder mystery type thing. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, it kind of shifted depending on who he wanted in it and where he was, as far as his career goes. And finally, whenever he did it and who he cast, I guess is where he decided and how, how he decided to, to uh, pull it off. So but this is all him. This is written and directed by him. Nice. Um, and he has a nice little, uh, thing at the end, which is kind of nice. Um, because this it has, um, some parenting themes in it. And, um, one of the nice things he dedicate to, uh, uh, David Jones and, um, uh, and uh, uh, a lady at the end who died within a year of each other, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, uh, it was you know David Bowie, yes. whose original name was David Jones, and and his uh, nanny who who pretty much raised him well, uh, and they both died within a year of each other here in the last like two years.
1: So yeah. um, that was kind of nice to see that. But yeah, absolutely. I still think that's really fascinating that he's David Bowie's son. Yeah. Um, but that does not equate good movie. Uh, so,
2: no, just kind of sentimental
1: and like getting yeah. into the history. No, no, absolutely. I, I'm just just saying. I'm I'm shocked that he's David Boy's son, but that doesn't yeah. always that can't carry a. There, I mean, it's not taking it's. It's more the writing for this movie. It's not mm-hmm. the way it was shot. The way it was shot
2: was pretty interesting. It's just the writing. It was just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, it felt like two different movies at times. Like you're just checking in on two different. That's, two different yeah. storylines. It's
1: like yeah, it's ooh. it's tough to execute. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyone interested? The other the Paul Rudd Netflix original we were talking about, the fundamentals of caring.
2: Yes, a really good movie. Yeah, really good, fun little movie. Yes, and Quir- quirky, fun.
1: Uh, when quirky, when quirky is good. Quirky gone good. Uh, and that is a Netflix original from 2016. Here's the other thing that I don't really get. Some have. Uh, theater ratings and then others have like the fundamentals of caring is rated tvma yeah so i think because
2: it might be on netflix mm-hmm. uh netflix original because i get mute is a tvma mm-hmm. um uh, man uh a futile and stupid gesture is rated tvma yeah. cloverfield paradox is tvma
1: I don't feel at home. I yeah, it must just they don't have to it, go through the yeah. MPAA, which yeah. is good. It's
2: kind of cool cuz
1: the yeah, MPAA, fuck them. fuck them. They suck. Yes. Uh, I, I want to
2: um, what's the movie? This movie is the, not yet rated. Yes. I've been looking I check for that all movie. the
1: time. hoping that what's, it's streaming again. Yeah. It's um good. but yeah, it basically it's you know, it's a documentary so it is their job is to tell a story. Um from a side, but it it's just it's stuff that to me just seems unexcusable. And uh have you seen it, Brad? No, I have not. I've okay. been waiting for it
2: to come streaming and I
1: just this film is not yet
2: raining from two thousand five mm-hmm. and it's not
1: right. Yeah, sure. it's definitely one of those things. So I used to um I used to work in uh suburb of Chicago and there was like a film editing studio in the area. And one of the guys that worked there would come in sometimes and he had the motion picture Association of America hat they would always wear. And I was like, do you even know what you're doing? Like, I don't don't know. Why would you even like MPAA, baby? I think people just don't know what it is. And then I think once you know what it is, you most likely are like, fuck those people. Right. I agree. Such, such is life. I just thought it was weird that there was a guy who worked in film editing that was pro-MPAA. Huh. Neat. Okay, so. Did you ever,
2: you never talked to him? No.
1: Okay. No, they, I, they were like, uh, they were commercial guys, which not, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but they were commercial guys that were just too good for it all. Uh, right. And I have a problem with that. So, like, I don't... Fuck you guys. Gotcha. I just remember one of the guys came in with his daughter one day. And uh, this is a bad pod, but Brad, you can see, like, what was that? Quarter of an inch, maybe? Yeah. Um, Yeah. We gave him his iced tea, and there was a quarter of an inch of space between the the lid and the liquid. And Mm -hmm. uh, he leans down to his daughter, and he says, Here, look at this, baby. See? We got ripped off. <laughs> uh,
2: Brew your own, dude.
1: Yeah, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drink some more of that MPAA Kool Aid, you fucking punk bitch. <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> what stupid f- That is so freaking. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Like, there's, um, like, a lot of times you hear I hear coworkers say things like, "God, I fucking hate people." It's like, no, you don't. Like. And then other you times, don't hate like, people, but then I see stuff like that, and it's like, oh yeah, this is what we're yeah. exposed to more, you know, with a degree of frequency. Yeah. Ugh. Yuck! Yuck! Yeah. Yuck! Yeah. All right. Uh, Anyways. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. Let, well, let's talk about uh, your movie.
1: Yeah. So, uh, a serious man is uh, a Cohen brothers movie, and uh, we talked about this last week we we each have a few um gaps in our uh Cohen brothers filmography. We're both fans of the brothers Cohen. Mm-hmm. Ethan and Joel um who directed this movie and then Joel and Ethan wrote it. Yes. <laughs> so from 2009 A Serious Man is uh a drama more than anything. Um it it's uh a bit of a dark comedy. And there's, some, there's a couple moments where, where I definitely laugh to myself, but it's about uh, Larry Gopnik, a Midwest physics teacher um, who watches his life unravel over, over multiple sudden incidents. Um, and during all this, he's seeking meaning and answers uh, from three rabbis. Uh, and it stars Michael Stahlberg, uh, Richard Kind... Fred a lot, of, a
2: lot of character actors, yes,
1: yeah, so that's one of the things that I um wanted to talk about with this movie is it uh <laughs> this is n- uh a lot of character actors, no no I would say movie stars and and the uh the Cohen brothers don't necessarily now they have pretty pretty big casts, but like. Uh, I, Man,
2: this this is one of those i mean this is 2009 this yeah
1: is, yeah you know what this is yeah this is po uh, like this, this is, is i think
2: a deliberate attempt
1: yeah yeah and so the thing that i found interesting about that uh is maybe you can do it but this is not the movie that proved to me that you can make a movie with character actors no country for old men is is a pretty good example of that Really. Um, but it I mean, I mean, yeah, Woody Harrelson
2: have, and Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Josh Jones.
1: Brolin. I wouldn't. I mean, I guess Josh Brolin's definitely a name. Javier Bardem, has, Bardem has become a name, but I don't think he was necessarily in t- 2007. Maybe you can't do it. Maybe that's the problem. Is uh, these these character actors? can give great performances, but they can't carry a movie. No, you can't. Carry you a can't. Movie.
2: Okay, I'll tell you why you can't. It's because it, with Big Lebowski, yes. you did it. He, they did it because um, at that time, Jeff Bridges was not really, he was kind of gone from acting for a while. And the rest of them, John Goodman, um, you know, everybody else. I mean, it was their cast of characters from previous ones, like from Barton Fink and, yeah. uh, and, and that kind of stuff. But it, they weren't, John Goodman, at that point, was a character actor. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because he
1: was a I mean, what had he done, actor? Roseanne? What's that? What had he done, Roseanne?
2: Right. Well, and he did Barton Fink, right?
1: Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people... I, I like Barton Fink. I don't think a lot of people saw it, though.
2: No, no, for sure. But, like, that movie was chock full of character actors. I mean... Sure. Buscemi that's... was really... I mean, it
0: wasn't Buscemi
1: anything. Buscemi is, yeah. Uh, I mean, he has the lead role in boardwalk empire but he still really is thinking and he was playing i'm thinking of the time when it came
2: out yeah i mean yeah 99 and and he was playing against type Mm. as far as with fargo
1: right right yeah yeah he (laughs) (laughs) yes definitely not the same character character as fargo um
2: but I like so that's an example of it working with some character actors. But higher name character actors, maybe. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, um, I, 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 I'll definitely say that I agree with you for sure. Um, but it's just at this point, that movie having taken on a life of its own. I yeah, I, it's kind of tough it's, to for it's me it's to, to kind of wrap from that. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's yeah. kind of hard to uh, compare it because yeah. it's such a iconic movie yeah
1: but i'm you know i'm I'm sure it's the classic the classic cult classic tale though i don't Mm -hmm. think it did well in the theaters and anyways um yeah so maybe you can do it maybe this is them trying to go back to the well but you know the script is not as tight it's not (laughs) as funny i don't i can't say that you know there's one of the things about the big lebowski is it is a movie that I I feel like for a long time, every rewatch, I got something new out of it. So I don't want to just flat out disavow a serious man and say that, like, there's nothing to it. But I just this first watch through, I didn't get anything from it. Like, I don't mean that it's completely worthless, but I I didn't get anything from it. There was like, okay, there's there's an interesting movie here. There's stuff to unpack. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch this one another time. Yeah, like, I I didn't feel that way about it.
2: I really think that this was okay. So it feels like all Coen Brothers movies, like mm-hmm. they never, they rarely sell out. Like they're, it's never like that. We're doing one for the studio, one for us. One yeah, for the studio, one for they don't rarely do that, right? Right. Um, but and because it feels like all their movies are kind of passion projects, mm-hmm. this felt like like kind of a more passion project. This is, I think this is more of a, like a biography of their life or like a way to tell their, their childhood, like where they grew up because Mm -hmm. this takes a like late sixties. This is right. Whenever they grew up in Minnesota, this is where they're from. This is, um, you know, uh, they grew up in a Jewish community um, and they're kind of, looking back maybe through not rose colored glasses, but maybe like mud covered glasses at their, or maybe like trying to poke fun at what they thought was absurd at the time they were growing up, like what the kids were interested in with Mm -hmm. and what the parents were dealing with. Um, I think this is kind of like an autobiography of their, their childhood and just the absurdity of, of, uh, uh, everyone ever they're like like uh looking back and seeing everyone's narcissism like how everyone can get wound up in their own personal problems and all that stuff and um like i thought it was like there like you said there were some funny moments in it Mm -hmm. um and some awkward just kind of but it almost was it was too much at times. It was like, okay, when's the next thing coming? When's the next thing coming? And maybe that was on purpose because even to the last like frame of this movie, the next thing was coming. Yeah. You know? And, um, I, 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 it almost at points. I was like, um, you know, it's like that joke of, um, it's funny. It's not funny. Mm. It's funny again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's, that kind of
1: thing with this, right? A uh, little bit. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I don't, I never really felt like they were, um, I never really felt like they were hammering anything home. Um, and maybe it's just cause they're the, the humor in this was, it definitely, you know, worked in, in subtlety. It was all about subtlety. Um, yeah. So I never felt like anything was hammered. Like, railed on there um well
2: just the stacking on top of problems for yeah um, sure There's, for him like every like every 10 minutes there was a new problem or an right enhancement, you know and it just kept going and it yeah. went from it was oh this is awkward and funny and then all of a sudden it got to be like okay we get it he's got bad times and then it got to the point where oh it's, this is
1: back to funny again right. yeah for me no, that's I, how i, it kind I of get felt. what you're saying i i thought you kind of meant like a like a callback hmm like where you just keep calling something back so right, much, and right. it's like okay, I'm tired of this, and then you continue to do it. It's like okay, it's funny again. Like like it comes all the way back around. But yeah, I see what you're you're saying. Like they just keep piling it on for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's something. Something. Uh, the next thing is always around the corner. So
2: yeah. All right, we're getting visitor. love you. I'll be up shortly.
1: Okay. All right. So. <sighs> sorry about that. No, really. no worries. I'm not sorry. No, don't be sorry. Live life to the fullest. Um Yeah, so uh, I I think, needless to say, I didn't really enjoy this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I,
2: I, it'd be the, interesting on a second watch. It's just a hard movie to watch again. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. The big problem with it for me was I felt bored. Yeah. Like like that's that's why I don't think like a lot of the F- Coen Brothers movies. The um, the more I've watched them, the more I've enjoyed them. I shouldn't say mm. a lot, but the Big Lebowski, Fargo, No Country for Old Men immediately come to mind. Yes. Um, movies that... Uh, They're nuanced and layered. Yes, and and just keep me coming back for more. So, it's not just that there's more to get there. I just have to get through that first viewing. It's I got through that first viewing, and I want to experience it again. Yeah. What, what what wasn't I getting there? You know, what, what was I missing? Yeah. Yeah. It just... um. It all in all felt uh, a, little, a little lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was, I don't know. There was something missing. Um, but that being said, I think uh, the aesthetic of it was really nice. Um, or as far as they have that washed out, um, uh, the, the look, the color palette, it all felt. Felt very true and very appropriate. It felt very 60s. Yeah, and it was. It felt
2: very clean. Like yes. crisp at, at points, not yeah. Like when you say watch that, like just very sun bleached almost. Like yeah, I mean it everything. felt. Yeah, like
1: yeah. you could tell that there were there were colors there, but they just weren't so vibrant. It was yeah. dull, kind of like the movie. Um, <laughs> but you know, for, from a cinematography standpoint, like even if I didn't necessarily enjoy the movie. Um, it'd be hard not to appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, it, it, even even though it wasn't boring, or even though it was
2: a little boring, like you said, I and I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. It, there wasn't a real wasted moments in it,
1: though. Everything, no, like
2: because I mean, it's a tight hour and what thirty six minutes? Yeah, which is like 40 super maybe. super rare for Cohen Brothers. To the point but, for them, yeah, yeah. Under two I mean,
1: hours is not not their medium. <laughs> yeah, um,
2: but and. I, I had no idea what I was getting into for the, the cold opening. Like I had no idea what yeah. that was all about. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and one the, of those things where it's to...
1: like I might have missed it, but, um, I, but I don't know. Like that—that uh, that almost feels like a little bit of a bait and switch there.
2: No, it what it all was it, it, exactly what it was. It was uh, a, they they interviewed them, and they said that it was a um, a short they had uh, thought of, and it was just to get the people interested in the movie. Hmm. or like catching attention it was kind of a bait and switch i guess okay like get them interested or bait and switch whether it's pessimistic or optimistic look at it you know whatever
1: however you want to look at it well i think you know. a bait and switch can be good or bad right um. yeah for sure <laughs> but yeah it I mean, definitely got me it got me more i was more interested in that than i was the actual the next you know hour and a half yeah because you were waiting for that to tie back in right um yeah so weird um I really like uh, Fred Melman, too as <laughs> Cy Abelman. He's just so committed <laughs> to. <laughs> he's so, so committed to making things right yeah. <laughs> while he's doing a pretty everything shitty wrong. thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. As yeah, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. But like it. It was like it was acted well. I yeah, thought. it
1: was. Like, yeah, and Nashville, I yeah. I like Michael Stahlberg a lot too. Yeah, um, the but the pawn guy and
2: just,
1: yeah, yeah. Just, uh the the scenes with the korean student that oh, the first scene with him actually was i really liked that one yeah i'll say that. yeah it was awkward and then his when his dad confronts him he's just going back and forth i forget yeah. i forget what the first one was but the other was with defamation <laughs> yeah
2: yeah very very awkward yeah. and very like um. Yes, very. It yes. There's some definitely good parts of this movie. I yeah. would recommend it for like a Cohen's brother like fan. Yeah, and we both are. I'm glad I watched it because like I I like to compare it against those other ones. And there's right. some like huge earmarks. And I think this was just like, hey, this is let's make a movie about like the people and the characters we remember as we grew up through our child yeah. childhood eyes. Because every everybody in this
1: was kind of. Either one note or very Yeah, definitely caricatures. Yeah. Um and... it's important too to make the distinction. because um, I think we're you know, we're both big Tarantino fans as well. Mm-hmm. Tarantino's only made eight movies. The Coen Brothers yes. have made a lot of movies. Yes, yeah. So um it's just that some really stand out in our head and shoulders yeah. above the rest. And so.
2: like in over like thirty years, yeah, they've been making like very good if not great movies like there's very few that really missed the spot and I, I haven't seen them all of course mm-hmm. i haven't seen what's one i haven't seen well it doesn't matter what i haven't seen I blood, simple. The man, blood simple blood simple i've not seen that
1: the man who wasn't there i didn't even know that was a coen brothers movie, no personally
2: but when they hit i mean they hit it out of the park. yeah
1: yeah they they know how to make they they've nailed the uh i think they've nailed the fundamentals of good filmmaking for sure, so that's when like you get something that maybe we're not crazy about like a serious man or um even less so inside lewin davis mm-hmm. um they still understand like how to make a movie look good, how to get a good performance out of your actors and um, like they they're masters of like directing a scene
2: as far as like the pregnant pauses mm-hmm. and like the awkward silences. Well, same thing, I guess. No, um, yeah. Just like, uh, it feels even, it's like hyper conversation, but realistic hyper conversation. You know, yeah. like, you know, the conversation between the dude and, um, and, uh, um, uh, crap. Why can't I remember his name? John Goodman's character. Walter. Um, Walter, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, they're hyper, but like real. You know, just yeah. like, as we're talking right now, we jump from subject to subject and, you know, Walter mm-hmm. does the same thing. And,
1: and yeah, I don't know. It's and just, like, we, like I'll pick up on one thing that you said and make a point on that as you're trying to move past to another point, you got to, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it, it is exactly that they have a great ear for that. And I think that there's, they're on a short list of people who, um, Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith, being other ones who just have an incredible ear for dialogue that rings true and directing actors to perform it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And getting, getting them, getting to to pull it off. Right.
1: Yes. And and you get that in this even, I mean, I gave it a six overall, um, which, you know, it's a little bit lower than it's trending at a clean seven on IMDb. Um, but I would if someone if you're a fan of the Coen Brothers, I say there's no reason to leave this one. Uh, yeah, leave this one behind. Check it out. It's streaming on Netflix.
2: Yeah, and Metacritic scores around seven nine, which makes sense. I mean, you know, the critics are gonna, they're always gonna, they're gonna tend toward the Coen Brothers for sure. Yes, so. yeah, they're gonna find a little more value in it.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. All right.
2: Man. Yeah. Yeah. Not not bad. Not great. Yeah, this isn't a movie that did well, probably in like Charlottesville or something like that. I'm sure. Uh, Sorry, Charlottesville listeners. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, they were. It's. I. It. It, it was interesting because, like, I mean, where I grew up and who I know, like, mm. I'm. I'm not very familiar with the Jewish traditions and Jewish way of life. It, not that it's that much different from mine, but there's also like idiosyncras-
1: but yeah, idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies that like
2: go into that culture and it was just fun not fun, but like it was interested to see, you know, the foibles and yeah. like a hyper realize I'm sure. Um and maybe even well, caricature caricature uh things to go along with this. But like it was I mean, almost a you know very little to do with the outside world of this Jewish community. Yeah, and it was it was a neat neat thing to see.
1: Well, yeah, the neighbor was the outside world. Yes, <laughs> and he would say he's like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't but even like the people in,
2: in like they were talking about the get, and like yeah, the one, lo- the one lawyer's like a what? And, yeah, like, everyone else was you that know. Was they, a, like
1: that was a good running joke because that is just like you know that like even people who are religious, there's always someone who's a little more. Yes, religious bit, than you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we gotta do it this way. Like, do what what? Why? What what way? <laughs> Good call. <laughs> that to me is an example of uh of the uh hitting something. It's funny. Okay, it's funny. It's yes. right enough. No, like, it comes. Okay. Back. Yeah, it's funny again. So, to my personal taste, anyways. Saying what what way. Alright. So uh, what, what, what? Mute and A Serious Man are both on Netflix. That's if, right. If you're so inclined. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm.
2: Not high recommendations, but no. But they're if there. And you, you could see a lot worse.
1: Yeah. If you um gave me two. I don't know, just just two movies. One was A Serious Man. The other was something else. There's a decent probability that I'd say, ah, you're better off with a serious man. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll say that. For what it's worth. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's what we watched this week, but Mm -hmm. I think maybe it's time we discuss what we'll be watching next week. You bet. You bet. Um,
2: I'm going to have... I can't remember what I was... Oh, I have it written down right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, let's dive right. Just keep (laughs) going into that... uh, jewish theme i suppose yes. um uh the Meyerwitz stories uh new and selected that was uh, also another netflix original starring uh, uh adam or andy adam, adam sandler i was thinking <laughs> andy sandberg uh close <laughs> yes uh so yes i have not seen this but mm-hmm. um i'll let you take that
1: uh yeah i'm looking forward to I it think- uh Noah Baumbach directed it, so uh, yeah, it might Mm. be a quirky quirkfest. Or I think
2: it's his follow up to uh, uh, what's that movie we both kind of we both
1: liked while we're young. Yes, I liked that one a lot. Yeah, and then he also wrote Francis Ha, which I am a fan of. Um, But yeah, he yes, they're a little quirky. Oh, I didn't know. He wrote the fantastic Mr. Fox. Shocking. Yes, he did. Who would have thought him and Wes Anderson would be hanging yes. out, quirking out.
2: Quirking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's, I think, from last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Meyerowitz stories. And yeah, I heard, and- uh, yeah,
1: uh, uh, Sandler was pretty good in this. So, I uh, yeah, I mean, I always say like there's a reason that um we keep kind of going back to Sandler despite you know the crap he keeps kind of throwing out uh lately um but if I mean he is a good actor. I think we've seen that in uh Spanglish and Punch-Drunk Love. Uh he is funny. Um, a s- s- lot more misses lately than hits, but I do think there's a reason that, um, people keep giving him a try. Myself included. Yeah. So,
2: and he was really good in Funny People.
1: Yeah, I really liked that movie. I mean, yeah. not really liked it
2: was it was a good movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Not, my, not um, my
2: favorite one of those, but
1: yeah. My mom saw him. My uh. uh one of my aunts lives out in California, so they were out there, and my mom saw him, and she was like, Oh, my kids love your movies. And he was like, Oh, thanks a lot. And I could really picture him saying that, first off. Yeah. And he's like,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Oh thanks, oh, a
1: thanks. Lot. oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I um, You always hear people that just want nothing to do with their fans. So, yeah. You know? So that's cool. Um, that's a little tangential statement. No, for that's. You. That's that's getting as close to Hollywood as
2: possible yeah. as we can. The yeah.
1: Well, uh, apparently, OT's, uh mom and sister were just here and they did a Garden District tour, which is where mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, beautiful homes in New Orleans are. Ah. And uh, it- apparently, they John Goodman was out walking his dog. Oh. So there you go.
2: Very cool. Yeah. In, in between filming of Roseanne. God keep him we can't waste him he can't not make a movie and play god i hate that show
1: <sighs> and i have no nostalgic feelings towards it because i never saw it as a kid
2: well yeah it was it was running whenever i was a kid so yeah
1: but i mean yeah. it was in syndication love, yeah you know? I, guess. I guess i guess the opportunities were there i just never saw it. i just no thanks whatever and uh anyways from the Meyerwitz stories um this one's not streaming, but uh, from 1978, Midnight Express. It's available for rental on Amazon mm. for just $2.99. Yes.
2: Um, it, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, it runs in tune with what we're yes. talking about tonight, and it's one of those holes in my uh, resume that I need to have watched, and I will have watched it by next
0: week.
1: Nice. Cool um yeah i it's same here um i was probably looking at a lot of similar lists as you uh for for uh show prep and uh it's it's a gap in my resume as well so you uh you have to go down into the coal mine and, and tell me do i do it should i yeah. watch it
2: i will let you know excellent I will let you know. There's another movie that I want you to watch sometime because mm-hmm. it's 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 very New Orleans. And it's called midnight. and I brought this up before. It's called Midnight in the Garden of uh, Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh but it is not streaming right now. It's a uh, Kevin Spacey and John Cusack. Uh is is and it's directed by Clint Eastwood. Um uh just it's one of those movies that kind of sticks in the back of my head and every once in a while like a certain image or something like that will take me back to that. Um and just you talking about the uh, nice houses of in New Orleans, it, mm-hmm. it reminded me of that. So, nice. whenever it comes upstream, in sometime
1: I'll, I'll I'll let you know. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, um, that sounds good to me. So uh, maybe uh, maybe they need some streaming recommendations since they don't want to go uh, against. Uh, they want to wait till they hear what we have to say.
2: Yeah, Well, I'm going to what do, do kind of three this okay. week uh, based on what we're watching this week. Uh, three movies that I have seen, and it's kind of a spoiler, but they did not make my list. Um, and I don't want to do a whole lot more work for you, but if they're listening and they want to not watch it, um, uh, uh, there's three of them. One's uh, Brawl and Cellbook Nine, which is streaming on Amazon right mm-hmm. now. Uh, definitely worth a watch. Uh, the next is uh, Broke Down Palace, which is Streaming on S.T.A.R.S., um, and that is a good movie from the late 90s, starring Claire Danes, I believe. Yes, and um, uh, good a good prison movie. And one that is streaming on the, the, the streaming site that uh, Fredo talked about before Tubi, um, mm-hmm. T-U-B-I, uh, it's called The Last Castle. Starring James Gandolfini and Robert Redford, that uh, was on my short list of movies that could have made it on my list. Uh, really good prison movie, in the vein of uh, Brew Baker a little bit. Just mm-hmm. uh, putting Robert Redford back into that situation. Um, kind of a neat, um, uh, a neat little movie. I really liked it. So, nice. yeah, that's streaming on Tubi. It's totally free, so you don't have. to There's no subscription, no nothing. You just you just download the app and you can stream the movie. So you have to watch some ads inside the movie. So just beware of that. But uh, I don't think that's a bad ask for all the you know yeah for the, free in the in the land of all the uh, pay per or you know the streaming yeah. service pay per to pay subscriptions pay yeah per month yeah
1: yeah yeah not not too bad. Uh, I got one uh, not really in the theme of things, but um, from 2002. It's streaming on Amazon Prime uh Ridley Scott directed Black Hawk Down. Oh yeah. Uh, a movie I hadn't thought about in a while and um I was just kind of scrolling through Prime and I was like, "Ooh, that's a that's a good choice." And uh, a lot of people listening probably have seen it, but uh it's worth checking out again. It's a good little movie. Yes.
2: Uh not just good, it's fucking great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Um just there's like a cavalcade of like good like up-and-coming actors yeah like it's it's chock full of people you know who they are Mm -hmm. and it's so yeah please 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 check that out
1: yeah definitely worth checking out amazon prime so uh next week we'll be talking about the Meyerowitz stories new and selected streaming on netflix and midnight express which uh if you're interested is available on amazon to rent for just 2.99 there you go all right And uh, before we get into our list, I do need to uh, run to the bathroom and on my way back, grab another beer. That sounds good. good. All right. I'm going to do the same. Excellent. All right. Mm -hmm. We are back. Better than ever. Fresh beers. Fresh Mm -hmm. perspectives. Empty bladders. Yes. Yeah. Empty bladders ready to be filled up with hopes and dreams.
2: Mm-hmm. all right so Oh well, yeah we're about to crush some hopes and dreams uh, yeah
1: yeah i'd say i m- mean basically like most
2: movies based in prisons pretty much not a good place to be <sighs>
1: yeah what is uh maybe it's on your list i don't know maybe it should have been on my list stir crazy uh i know that's not. the only funny one i can think of yeah probably um but yeah, yeah, pretty dour subject. So we're we're uh, talking our five favorite prison movies tonight, um, and that mm-hmm. could be um, for me. All mine really are prison centric. But we were talking earlier. There's a lot of great prison scenes in movies,
2: mm-hmm. um, and a lot of a lot of prison movies too. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, I was telling you before we hit record. I did not realize how just how many prison movies there are that I haven't seen. Yeah, that there's are in high high esteem, held in high esteem. Of course, there's so many movies we haven't seen and we'll never see, but we're trying. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of a lot of prison movies. Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah, it, and like we said before, if you want to weigh in, let us know what your favorite prison movies are. Because like I, like I could my list like from week to week probably would have been totally different. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's a couple that really stand out um and a lot of mine are new uh er Mm -hmm. but most of mine are too actually and but there's someone there that need to be should be in there and like if i feel a little nostalgic i would have had them in but um anyways um i'll go ahead and start please do i'm gonna go with an obscure one that probably no one's seen Mm. um uh and i only remember it because i love the premise of it and it's it's kind of a prison movie, but kind of not. Um, in 1994, uh, Ray Liotta is hot off of uh, oh, yeah. Goodfellas, and he's that young maybe action star. But uh, this probably maybe cemented him and it's not being the action star. It's called No No Escape, uh, and basically what this is is a um, is a island for prisoners. Uh, so it's like it's a mini uh, Australia. yeah and the way what it's set up is like you they they put all these prisoners on this island and there are like if you try to escape there's mines set up there's like all this stuff that will go wrong if you try to get off it it the cold opening is pretty tight it's it's um i think it's rain i mean i've seen this movie a million years but i think it's like a raining uh it's raining and people were in formation and there's a, a a commanding officer in front of all these people. And then this person just walks up off, up off screen and just shoots the guy in the head and shoots the commanding officer in the head. And that's Ray Liotta. And he's sentenced to this, this place for, um, eternity. And it's like, it's, it's in the not too distant future. Um, uh, we got a couple people like, uh, people, you, you'd know, a lot of character actors in this, um, Lance, uh, Henrickson, um, you'd know from aliens mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, Kevin Dillon, you'd know from uh, whatever that stupid show was on Stuart Wilson is a character actor, uh, Kevin, o, uh, Kevin O'Connor, um, in In uh Jack Shepard, like a bunch of people, uh, Michael Lerner, uh, Ernie Hudson is in wow. this. Um, it's 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 a weird. It's a it's a definitely a 90s movie. Uh, I'm sure it's full holes and stuff, but it just caught my imagination. I'm I, when this came out, I was like uh, junior, sophomore, junior in high school. Um, just kind of an actiony type movie, and just a new take on the prison system. And uh, yeah, this is a, just an alternate to what you know, uh where we're gonna put our our uh our unwanted in the community in in the in the uh of society. Um and I think it, it I mean I'm sure it doesn't hold up very well. Uh it's it's uh it's it's coming in at six point one on uh, uh IMDB as far as uh, user reviews so uh Never it's not streaming it. anywhere so sorry about that. If you wanna If you really are nostalgic for kind of cheesy 90 movies, action movies,
1: check it out. All right. Um, my number five, uh, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, this was a movie that we just recently watched. Um, but I was, I, I think as, as well as you pretty taken with this movie. um, from writer director S Craig Zahler, uh starring Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. uh Brawl in Cell Block 99 from 2017. Yeah. Uh, um it it just is uh just an 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 awesome um but also p- pretty bleak um gruesome movie um that you know doesn't shy away from uh from some of the more brutal violence in it um Vince Vaughn Doing, you know, playing a character, not, not his uh, his famous versions of himself. Um, well acted, uh, heightens really well. You know, it, uh, we, I think we compared it. Kind of, it's kind of like a video game. You know, every opponent gets a little tougher, and every opponent leads to the next opponent. Yep. Um, but as, uh, really just, definitely rooted in in that grindhouse exploitation of of the seventies and just nails it. And yeah, uh, I was a big fan of this movie. So um one of the first ones that came to mind actually, when we, when we talked about this. Yeah. It's um I mean, we,
2: it's, it was really, I mean, it's been so fresh. I, I'm glad you brought it up because it's worthy to be on, on the list and probably would be um uh, if I hadn't been talking about it so much here recently, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no, I understand. It's, um, just, it's a, like if you're into a little bit of dark humor like mm. this is a perfect watch you know yeah. cuz this isn't for like if you don't have any like kind of uh I don't, know, I don't know why you'd be listening to us if you didn't have some kind of uh a little bit of appreciation for dark humor so yeah. um yeah it's it's just a fun fun little watch and everybody I've talked to I mean pretty much everybody I talked to kind of has liked this movie has seen it so
1: yeah yeah, I need to get it to uh, Mavs Matt because I bet he'd he would he he did not He'd, he'd, he'd find a way to pick it apart. I mean, but I I could have too. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just <laughs> uh, it's yeah,
2: it's one of those things. If you see it first, then it's good. If you don't,
1: eh. yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. But I maybe not anymore. But he def- uh, there was a point where he was. Uh, more forgiving with the, the more, uh, yes, just a little more art- artistically inclined movies, but it doesn't matter here or there. Brawl and cell block 99 is still streaming on Amazon prime. If you're interested, uh, that was one of the recommendations this week.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. My number four, uh, a movie I've watched recently and it's come up recently and you were kind of surprised. That I liked it as much, but I love the world that it was built in. And these, these, these first two are kind of actually the first three kind of are, are unconventional prisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, uh, 2012, get the gringo. We have a prison oh, nice. that is uh, a really cool prison, like not cool, but cool depends on who you are. It's a, it's a, it's a whole, um it's what you imagine like the you know the pablo escobar kind of uh prison would be or the nice. uh, well i guess his prison was just kind of like him and like a bunch of his buddies just hanging out and getting prostitutes all the whole time but um Bummer. this is like uh a prison run by the prisoners and it, it, it it's like a mini it's like a city state inside of a inside of a country uh where you know, it has its own economy, it has its own government and all that stuff. And it's run by the people inside and kind of run by the people inside. Uh, and th- they run the people on the outside as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, Mel Gibson's a part of this movie, but he's not like the sole focus of it. It's, yeah. it. There's a lot of things going around in this movie. He is kind of the sole focus, but like there's...
1: He's the gringo.
2: Yes, he is the gringo, <laughs> but it, it, there's it, there's some cool aspects to this. It was it, I think this movie was made just to show like how we can make this whole prison like this yeah. really gross prison and yeah. and this also is like a mo- uh, a, a video game style movie, um, you know, where you're working your way up and yeah. and all that stuff.
1: And, so this is also um, on my list as well. Um, okay, great. Yeah, I I'm I'm glad that that you mentioned it because it is uh, it's a cool movie and it is. Um, like Mel Gibson is the star of the movie, but it really does, they, they do pay certain attention to the, um, the world building and, and building this, uh, this specific prison. So uh, I do think that that's worth note is it's not just, it's one of those where it just, it kind of came and went uh, under the radar, but it, to, for it to actually be a good movie, it does not exclusively rely on what star they got. Like this mm-hmm. is a well-crafted world. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah.
2: It's just a, it's a fun. It's a fun mm-hmm. uh, in the vein of like Desperado, maybe or um, m- not Once Upon a Time. Maybe a little bit of that. Once time, Upon a Time in Mexico. Um, yeah. Just that. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. I. I don't know. It's. It's. It's a fun little fun little watch uh not doesn't doesn't take itself too seriously it doesn't get right. too bogged down into the 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 nitty-gritty it's it you know it's got it's it only has pain and suffering so that you can go on to the next thing it doesn't really make you think a whole lot no definitely not
1: so um, yeah is that one it's, it's on amazon streaming right on now yeah. on amazon perfect yeah strong recommend Awesome. Good. Um, so that that was uh, my my next in line as well. Okay. So,
2: well, I guess that goes to me, which
1: I yes. have a tie at number
2: three. Okay. Um, and these are two movies that have prison scenes for parts of the movies. So I figured I'd add them together and make one out of it. Perfect. And two totally different movies, but um, one's from 2003, the other was from 1994. The first is uh, X-Men Two. Hmm. <laughs> um, nice. And the prison that, uh, Magneto is, is in, in <clears throat> and his prison escape. Too much escape iron in your diet. Is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I just watched this here, what, two nice. weeks ago. And, uh, just the plastic prison that's in all the lengths that they've gone to, to, uh, try to keep him from, from ex- escaping. Yeah. And then, uh which is really cool, just the plastic everything, the plastic billy clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is uh, from 1994, a movie you don't really like, but I, I, I tend to go back to a lot is Natural Born Killers. The, sure. the last the last act of the movie is um, in prison.
1: Yeah, I, I can pile on with that too. I, I actually like the, the – um, anything involving Wayne Gale – yeah. I like those scenes. So Wine Gale. <laughs> I did yeah, um as, as not crazy as I am about that movie, I can definitely say that I, I enjoyed that for sure. Yeah, the the prison scene is just a, I mean it it goes from
2: um just kind of uh, crazy like there's uh like Oliver Stone you can have some faults with him, but like sure. there there's he does build an atmosphere around his movie and like that um you know, just um uh, uh, between um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and uh, who is it that, the, the God, God darn it. The, um, the main Signetti. Um, uh, I'll, I'll think of his name, but like how they explain like the, the native, the restless, like ever since they got there, you know, uh, Mallory, Nick, Mickey and Mallory got there, mm-hmm. like the, the prison's on edge. And, uh, as soon as the rock goes down, it's freaking mayhem. Um, and just a bloodbath and like over the top and and crazy shots you know just the, the results of too much coke and acid in in the 70s yeah. um uh but well done and just memorable for me
1: um agreed yeah i couldn't help but notice that uh neither of those movies were good fellas but that's okay I, yeah <laughs> i i
2: was waiting um no
1: I I, I I have my self imposed ban. List. I, I refuse to oh, okay. yeah, I refuse okay. to put that on the list because I'd put it on too many lists. So um moving on. Tom
2: Sizemore, sorry.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, As, uh
2: Jack Scagnetti. Scagnetti.
1: Skagnetti. Skagnetti. Alright. Um Skagnetti comes up in another tarantino movie doesn't he not not i think so not as tom
2: Sizemore yeah
1: seymour scagnetti i swear to god that maybe that's just someone they reference in uh reservoir dogs but anyways uh so moving on to 1996 michael bay made a movie um with a really interesting do you know about this uh fan theory surrounding a little movie called the rock Okay. No, I want to hear it. Okay. So there is a, there's a, uh, the, these colliding fan theories. So, um, the rock stars, uh, stars is directed by Michael Bay and it's about, mm-hmm. um, an ex-con, uh, and, and, a, a group of, uh, group of rogues, uh, that, um, try to break out of Alcatraz basically. And, uh, one of those people is Sean Connery. Um, Gage is famously another one, and so there is a fan theory out there um one that that actually makes uh a decent amount of sense in the james Bond universe is that uh James Bond and 00, James Bond is not a person but a code name mm-hmm. um and that's one of the ways that uh the fans have found that's how they justify the um
2: changing the of character. yeah the
1: the revolving door of actors uh so Um, in my research, I found a really interesting fan theory that, uh, Sean Connery's, uh, John Mason is, uh, James Bond. Mm -hmm. He was captured by the United States government while he was spying for MI6. Uh, and that does explain his, uh, his training and his skills. I like it. Yeah. And so this this movie, The Rock, is uh, an unofficial story of James Bond breaking out of Alcatraz prison.
2: I like that a yeah. lot. I like it a lot. And put in different hands. Yes. I. I but I cannot say that I don't enjoy this movie immensely. I really odd. like
1: this movie. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that we could probably... I, I think at this point everyone... Um, who watches a lot of movies could complain till they're blue in the face about Michael Bay. Uh, but there's a couple bad boys is another one for me. Yeah. I, like he's, really he has made some good movies. That's why he keeps, he's made some good movies and now he's mastered making money at the box office. Yeah. Um, which those two don't always coincide, but yeah, I am a fan of the rock. Great mid nineties action movie. Um, good good cast sean connery nick cage ed harris uh yep can't go wrong and when i found that uh that fan theory i was like oh wow this is this is something we need to get into yeah uh
2: right now i'm not streaming anywhere but you can rent it on voodoo for three about three dollars so yeah or buy it for 10 Hmm. Hmm. so there you go something to think about uh, one cool thing, and um, I don't know, if, hopefully, it's, is Con Air on your list? No, it is not. Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> one thing I've heard, and it now rings true, because I haven't... I, Con Air is another one of those movies that I just... Infinitely enjoyable. Just like to yeah. watch it. Yeah, it's, it's fun and great. But an escapist entertainment at, at its peak. But what I've heard is that it's actually a parody. and. If you actually sit down and huh. watch, like all the characters and stuff, it is a parody of all the action movies because this comes out in, like '97, right? Sure. This yeah. is after like that, The Rock, and all those like different kind of action movies, and it puts like the most unlikely, like buffed out uh, Nicholas Cage mm-hmm. in that leading role as like a huge monster, or you know that huge, you know hulking figure, which he's never been. Really? Right. And it, all the characters in it and the bumbling uh, cops and everything and the uh, crazy, it, it's almost a parody, but not quite. Yeah. And it's just tongue in cheek enough, but not quite over the top, where some people just take it for face value, which I've always done. Yeah. So, but
1: yeah. I like the fact that it might be a parody, you know, yeah. it was written that way that is a good i like that idea i'm 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 okay with going back and maybe even watching that again just to just to just to, just to that, put new eyes on it
2: we should what would be fun is to do a co- commentary on it you and i do a commentary yeah on that would not be and a just bad idea kind of watch it that way that would be fun but um i like that but that's not my number 2 okay um uh, from two thousand thirteen, a movie I think I had you watch like right when we started doing the podcast. Yes. Um
1: Okay, Startup. this is on my list as well.
2: Yeah. Um uh, fucking raw, gritty. Yeah. There's nothing tongue in cheek about this. This is all uh I mean, just visceral and very um I yeah. mean it, it really is just like it's taking the skin down to the nerve and it's yeah. kinda
1: irritating. it's just um It's unpleasant. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like you said, visceral, visceral is probably the perfect word for it. Yeah. And Um, just,
2: uh, the, the way it was shot the colors, I mean, everything is so, so brown or mm -hmm, muted, almost orange at at times. Yeah. And uh, like the, the, um, and maybe what's doing that to me is the poster. I mean, it's just all, it's kind of orange on that, but just, there's no, 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 uh, brightness. No bright light or no bright color in this in this world, and I think it's 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 made to look that way because there's no brightness in any of the people's future.
1: Yeah, it's um, man, it's a really good movie. It's one of those that you just uh, it gets a response from you, whether it be um, you know jaw dropping, you know, kind of got to turn away, look away. Uh, This is. One of, I believe, two movies that you assigned to me that star Jack O'Connell. And uh, Not in 71, 71, right? 71 is the other one, yeah. And he is just, I think that this guy should be, um, you know, Startup was 13, uh, 71 was 2014. Right. Uh, I think he did um, that, that uh, Unbreakable movie. Yeah,
2: Unbreakable was twenty fourteen uh, as well. Yeah. Is it Unbreakable? Yeah. Yes, yeah it is. I read the Un- book Unbroken, I'm I, sorry. Unbroken. Unbroken, yeah. Yeah. Really good, really fascinating book. Really good book. Um okay. about that guy's life. I I never I never watched
1: the movies. I'm yeah. ashamed <laughs> to say because I really like the book. Well the book looks so better. Yeah. <laughs> um anyways my, my point is uh, Jack O'Connell why isn't he everywhere? Yeah he he's, should have he's a lot a more fantastic roles. actor. Um Ben Mendelson, also awesome. He's great. Uh, he's in yeah, he's incredible in this one. You this, can, is, this, this is this is nothing. Oh sorry. Yeah, if you like um I think if you listen to the podcast, you know we're we're pro Ben Mendelson. This yeah. is this is um if you're wondering why, because you kind of just catch him in bit parts, this is why You have to love Ben Mendelsohn. He is so good in this. This
2: is one of those roles where, like, you're like, "Oh, well, he's
1: a British actor." Sure, yeah, (laughs) gotta love it. He's not. No, he's an incredible actor.
2: And like, you have to turn the subtitles on Mm -hmm. in this movie. You almost you have to to watch this movie because it's um, it's so. I think it's just so. um, How do you? ingrained like it feels so ingrained in 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 the british system that like they've almost kind of like what our prison system can kind of feel like where they're so you know uh they're just lifers in this prison system yeah. and it's just a different prison and it's just it feels so real
0: yeah.
2: and it's just it's frightening too because like, it is how long yeah. would you last in that place <laughs>
1: me no, yeah. not long uh <laughs> not long at all but yeah. uh it's yeah, it is. It's exactly that. It's these people that they have nowhere to go. This this is this um alternate version of society. This is where they live now. This is their home. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. And to put and it. they do such or, such an incredible job of, of creating this world. Um where we kinda of talked about with like get the gringo, they do a great job of creating this this um you know, it's not pretty, but it's it's fun. It serves the movie, like it's a it's a action movie uh this they create this world and it's gritty and it's real and it is unpleasant and it is believable and uh at times this is a really tough watch uh but really good movie uh, yeah very good with two uh exceptionally great performances
2: yep uh not streaming anywhere right now unfortunately but it probably will be soon i mean it it pops up and down on uh, yeah. amazon for yeah. sure i think that's where we watched it the first time i believe so, so yeah all right well i guess that takes me to my number one yes uh not streaming anywhere unfortunately mm-hmm. if, um man this like and this is hyper realized uh but uh yeah for 2008. One of my, my my man crushes, Tom Hardy. Mm. Oh. That uh, put him on the map, pretty much, in Bronson. Um, we get Nicholas Whining-Riffin mm-hmm. Riffin
1: in his... Is this his first I think movie? this is his first full length. Okay. Um, this should be like one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's not that I don't like it, but it's definitely... Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe Valhalla Rising is no. What'd you say? Two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did but... the Pusher series. Um, okay. And uh, he did so. He had three Pusher movies, and then Bronson in two thousand eight was really. Kind of, uh, if it wasn't, it's, I guess it's not his first, but it was his coming out party, right? That's it's what put him on the map, and absolutely.
2: Yeah, because he did, yeah, Hot Rising right after that, and, and Dry. I mean, he's been working pretty constantly since, yes, yeah, I mean, definitely,
1: much, definitely, yeah.
2: yeah, So, um, but yeah, this movie is, um, it's a little bit of a, a weird take. I, I think uh, Reffin had a little bit of a obsession with the the Charlie Bronson this this person who adopted the name of Charles Bronson mm-hmm. um, who was a like a, a notorious career criminal um,
1: definitely like something wrong with him a like sociopath something petty what's that like he went to jail for like petty yeah, theft yeah very or something. very
2: little but like but kept, once like he was in one the one those, system yeah it's just one of those things where you're in the system um, you can never get out because yeah. um, either to survive or the, the mindset that you have just will not allow you to get out. And, uh, and, you know, he, I think it was like in the late sixties or early seventies, seventies where he went in and, you know, it's not like they had a very kind, a touchy feely uh, criminal system at that time, (laughs) anywhere in the world. And um, they weren't there really to uh, rehabilitate more or less to uh, break, uh, just, Hey, stop it. Um, But, as far as uh, Tom Hardy goes, this is like uh, if I'm like between like, <laughs> OK, if I want to tell how good of an actor or tell somebody how good of an actor uh, Tom Hardy is, I will oh, tell him them to watch Bronson first and then Locke second. Yeah, and Locke then the you name. don't even know it's the same person Um how oh, you can go so bombastic and so crazy in one one and in place so subtle and so subdued i guess same thing um in the next role it's it's fantastic Um,
1: what's amazing about that is how different those are but the result is essentially the the same as far like he knows how to choose scenery and he what you know what makes him a great actor is he knows how to choose scenery in several different ways yeah Yep, it had my
2: um, my son not named my dog Wally, <laughs> the next my dog's name right now would be Bronson, mm-hmm. uh, because I love that uh, character so much. Not that I want my dog to be a crazy person that bites ears and um, <laughs> just a generally bad person, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um. So, anyways, yeah, watch if it's not streaming. It says something about Hulu that it's you can kind of watch it on Hulu. What? Uh, st- stream it somehow was maybe I don't know how uh on this this app that I'm looking at right now but anyways uh Ooh, if he's... you really like Ooh. Tom Hardy you like Nicholas Winding Ref and check mm-hmm. out Bronson rent it buy it do that thing uh if you're into it because I don't think we've really even talked about Bronson that much on this on this podcast but um no I don't think I so. love it
1: um, I'm, I'm actually not a huge fan of it. Uh, I like it for sure. Uh, but it seems like it should be a, uh, you know, fastball down the plate home run for me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I just need to watch it again. Yeah. I would Um, say do it that. is, it is interesting though. Like uh, at this point, uh, Bronson and uh, Tom Hardy, are friends, uh, the yes. mustache that Tom Hardy wears in the movie is Charles Bronson's. Like he yes, cut it's it just off. the hair that yes, you know. uh, so weird and, and interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah I, it's,
2: I would I would I would like to think that I could like hang out with Tom Hardy and be friends. But I have a sneaking suspicion that I would hate him.
1: He might be crazy too. Yeah, yeah. I think he he might be a bit of a nut. Uh, but yeah i mean just showing his total commitment to the role like down to the mustache you know <laughs> bronson's mustache and uh anyways
2: yeah we'd
1: really and i don't want to won't take up too much
2: time more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it really didn't talk anything about the prison scenes or anything in this but like just <laughs> the different um the way people were treated like between like a the crazy house or being put in the hole or all those things like this guy went through a lot of shit like a like literally, yeah. sometimes. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, just a, and if it's to be believed, and I'm sure there was liberties taken, mm-hmm. but condensed into two hours, I'm sure over thirty years he saw some very messed up stuff. Yeah. So yes, very very realistic or very lifelike it seemed. Uh,
1: prison settings. Yeah, uh, definitely a solid Solid situation there, um, as far as building that world. Uh, All right, Uh, my number one. Um, I've had I've had to do a little bit of adjusting on the fly, just with um, some of our stuff matching up, etc. But from 1999, Frank Darabont wrote and directed this based on the Stephen King novel. Uh, it stars Tom Hanks but even more so Michael Clark Duncan the late Michael mm-hmm. Clark Duncan uh in a movie called The Green Mile. Yeah. This I, is uh, it mm. like this is the good prison. This is the prison yes. that you
2: want to be yeah, in. Yeah, this is yeah. the
1: ideal prison where you you have Tom Hanks as your guard yes. uh and you just happen to be able to like cure syphilis with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so this uh this appeared a little lower on my list um but I just did a little shuffling between uh Get the Gringo and Start Up. Um, yeah. But uh worth mentioning um For sure. It's a great movie. Yeah, it? Like, it is. Like it's an incredible uh character drama. Uh it it is really all about the performances uh and uh you know, the character of John Coffee is just so uh I I don't know. I, I think that he's just such a um, a resonating. Like he yes. he's he's someone you root for. I and like him. I literally almost get chills
2: thinking yeah. about him. Like how how um, sincere he felt in yes. that movie. Like
1: yeah, yeah. Michael Clark Duncan um, w- was a great actor, but it, this it is like really the role that is like because you know he was in movies like. Armageddon and Daredevil and I I like Sin City but you know you, you know he was he was in some some stuff that's yeah. not not looked he he was the, very was the big on. black tough guy right yeah in all
2: those movies yeah and in this movie was too but with actually some pathos to him
1: yes yeah they they gave him a fully realized character and he uh, does an incredible job with it and um, I like Frank Darabont a lot too. Um, well, you could, I mean, really, I mean,
2: this is like a 1A 1B of, like, the, not, not, I'm not telling you, like, it's your list, but, like, with Frank Darabont and prison movies and mm-hmm. Stephen King adaptations, mm-hmm. we have, you have to mention Shawshank. Yeah, of course, Redemption Shawshank. It too. So, yeah. it's like, it, Um, it's something about, like, uh, you know late you know late 50s early 60s or wherever that you know, time period is or maybe i guess the Mountains a little bit earlier than that
1: yeah that um, post cold war america
2: yeah um uh it's they i mean it's it's it feels it feels the same like the same universe it's like two different prisons like 50 miles apart yeah you know, i'm sure they're you know they're both in maine mm-hmm. and of course yeah. they're not you know they're not <laughs> too far apart um but yeah with the, it uh darabont has gives that it has that darabont feel i guess for yeah. both of them
1: yeah absolutely he um he's able to kind of he, he's he's really able to humanize things and um i also love about him that he is um willing to kind of go to bat for for his vision um i know uh un unrelated well not too unrelated not too it's unrelated related. the mist um he that movie um they cut his budget pretty drastically because he refused to um do a Change studio manic. rewrite yeah
2: yeah and i think i think steven spielberg loves him for that you know oh
1: yeah you
2: know same as much as, as same much reason as he, he hated he hates, uh, um, yeah. Kubrick, he loves he loves Verbon for like sticking true to the story. Yeah, you know, um, and you know, good for him for doing that and sticking to his guns. It, it's got him in trouble. Yes, like he said with that, with that, game, with the, the walking, walking Dead.
1: dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the with the Walking Dead, which in my opinion took a steep drop off as soon as he wasn't show running. <laughs> Uh, which happened pretty quickly, um, but y- yeah. So, and again, with with the Green Mile, it's you you have this great characters to draw on. You have this this setting that is familiar, and we and get introduced
2: to Sam Rockwell.
1: There you go. Yeah, and he ends up on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> was that? Uh, yeah, that's probably.
2: I'm sure he's a character actor in a bunch of stuff. Oh, what? yeah.
1: I mean, Sam Rockwell's been been around forever. But, yeah, Wild Bill. I don't know what else I could think of in the 90s that I've seen him from. But uh, Yeah, I'm, look I'm at looking at Zion one here. Uh, yeah, I, this is definitely probably the first time I saw him.
2: Mile from 1999. Um, hmm. not streaming anywhere. It seems like the Green Mile. <clears throat> no, I'm sure it's on um, uh, TBS though. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, you can probably see that. And Shawshank is yeah. a double feature right now.
1: Mm-hmm. If you just close your eyes, they're probably playing picture in picture. Yeah, this. Yes. Um, I like the Shaw- I like the Shawshank Redemption as well for sure. Um, and like you said, it's, it's just good, over. It's overplayed. I mean, it's, it's so yeah. Ubiquitous. It's just so overexposed. And yeah. the Green Mile, I think, is just it's another one that's right up there with it as far as like great um character dramas. And we already talked about the parallels. Uh so that one just sticks out more to me as the one that needs deserves recognition. For sure.
2: Um yeah, it looks like he was yeah, I mean he he was in a ton of stuff before mm-hmm. this. Um before before the green mile yes but uh but that's where i first remember i'm from me too it was billy the kid wow bill Mm -hmm. and percy the bad guy the two bad guys or Mm -hmm. really percy the real bad guy that movie turned out to be a bad guy in real life
1: (laughs) what happened with him again
2: he was dating like a sixteen-year-old as a fifty-four or something like that year-old guy. Yeah, that's normal. Kind of
1: creepy. Nah, it's totally normal. normal. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, that's I'm fucking messed up. Go figure. Yeah, it's just, it's just some
2: great. I mean, between um, Graham Greene, um, Michael Jeter, and James Cromwell, Cromwell um, uh, David Morse, and yeah, just all those, yeah. Oh, Barry Pepper in there was great. Mm -hmm. Harry Dean Stanton was fun in it. Yeah.
1: Just a great movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Well, I guess that brings us to... Mm -hmm. uh, Any final
2: thoughts? I really don't have anything. Hmm. There's a ton of great stuff out there. There's... There's movies that I really want to watch um, <clears throat> that, that I found, like, a big hole. Uh, yeah. uh, Papillon, which is 1973, uh, from all lists, and I've heard this reference about a million times how great that movie is. I want to watch that. I want to watch the movie Hunger with Michael Fassbender from 2008. Yeah. Uh, Stalag 17 from 1953, which is, was fall, fell on all lists. I really haven't heard of it before. In mm-hmm. um, the Name of the Father, Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, I think I saw that movie, but I don't remember it from
1: nineteen
2: ninety three. Mm. Um uh Midnight Midnight Express, we've already talked about, yes. and in the movie Scum, which I h- hadn't heard about, but like it's on uh the list is like one of the harder criminal movies. Hmm. Or prison movies, I'm sorry. Um so those are some of the ones that I need to watch um in the the, the, the plethora of prison yeah. movies that are in there. Like, I think Prison Riot, um, well, oh, oh, movies, movies like, I should be recognized, Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah. I've watched that movie about a hundred times. Same. Um,
1: I've seen a lot, but it just.
2: It's it's a very slow, <laughs> methodical movie, but mm-hmm. very well done. Um, he, it came, came out in the era where Dirty, it was Dirty Harry in this movie, mm-hmm. and he plays this real subtle character, just very slow and plotting, just like the movie is. Um, mm hmm. Uh, trying to think what else um um uh goodfellas of course with the the prison scene there with kind of just a uh, a glancing part of that movie uh, a movie called uh bad boys uh with Sean Penn hmm. it, like from 1983 i think um a movie that i saw as a young kid probably in 85 or 86 or 87 or something like that and it freaked me out never um, heard of it Huh.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it now.
2: Yeah, it's. Um, I I remember seeing it, I, and I have, I probably haven't seen it since I was that old, or maybe a little bit older. Just just uh, really very visceral, kind of like a startup type movie where it it feels real. Probably not as it definitely not as good, I'm sure. But um, yeah, just a bunch of those movies, um, and, and you know, there's obviously a bunch of movies with prison scenes in it. Yeah, of course. Uh, we, could, we could do riots. We could do prisoners. We could do, you know, top yeah. five prison, prison guards, top five, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. Prison wardens, which uh, would be fun. Yeah. Oh, Cool Hand Luke. We didn't even talk about that, which is great, you know.
1: Yeah. Those, yeah, another yeah. one that's, perpet- you know, on every list um, yes. that I looked up. Rightfully so, but. Yeah. Um but yeah I can't handle this. I'm looking at Bad Boys and uh, the uh the stills. I can't handle Spicoli in jail. No. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: it's right in that era too. I mean Yeah. Um uh, and he's gone quite mad, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh hey bud. Bad Boys streaming from 1983. Let's see if it's streaming. It is on Stars for yeah. subscribers. Okay, so that's what it is. Bronson is on Hulu for subscribers, uh-huh. and and uh, Bad Boys is on Stars for subscribers. So nice. if you have it, check it. out
1: oot, you're about it. Uh, yeah, Fast Times '82, Bad Boys '83. So yep. weird, very weird. All right.
2: Yes, well, yeah, um, other than that, I got nothing to say because I don't want to get put in a hole again. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. This, uh, this is a song that uh, there's a lot of Christmas songs out there, and uh, not too many Hanukkah songs. Okay. So, uh, wrote, a, wrote a song for all those nice little Jewish kids who don't get to hear any Hanukkah songs. Here we go. Hanukkah is a festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. (laughs) When you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, (laughs) here's a list of people who are Jewish. Just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do James Conkirk Douglas and the late Shore. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish, Goldie Horns half to put them together, what a fine-looking Jew. You don't need deck the halls or jingle bell rock, cause you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, both Jewish. It's time for Hanukkah, the owner of the Seattle Supersonicas celebrates Hanukkah.